0: Welcome to the No BS Short-Term Rental Podcast, an unfiltered look into the global vacation and short-term rental industry.
1: I'm Matteo Bradford. And I'm John Stokinger. And this is our podcast. We bring the right people to the table at the right time, giving you an inside view and take on the short-term rental industry like no other podcast can.
0: Hey, morning, Matteo. Morning, John. Hey, obviously, if you're looking on the video, which you know, five of you watch the video, all you definitely <laughs> download and listen to the podcast. We are have a special guest today when we're live from VRMA. How are you, Margo?
2: I'm good. How are you?
0: I am great. So glad to have you here.
2: Thanks for having me. I I forgot my hat apparently. Well,
0: you know, <laughs> no, you know, that's probably my fault. <laughs> it's probably my fault. It wouldn't be the first or last time things are my fault. So no, it's, it's good. So. Thank you so much. I can't and again we just chatted about this. I can't remember if it's episode seventy seven or seventy eight. It's one of the two. Okay. Season three. And uh if I'm you finally, what's that? I'm finally here. finally. It's been it's been
1: too long. Yeah. It's, yeah it's and I, I get John shit all the time because you know, we talk about the people who are on the podcast and you know, you know and this is my partner in crime and yeah, everything the EI in the space and just all around badass, right? So we talk about these things. Yes. And we are like, oh, who hasn't been on our podcast? And I was like, you think she doesn't like our podcast? Well, I mean, <laughs> like, no, and this is totally our speculation, but no, no I'll I s- say all that because I'm just happy to say with my worst voice, thank you for coming over And
2: I wish you'd do some vocal warm-ups because we're kind of on day three of talking a lot.
1: There's been a lot of talking.
2: Yeah. It's been a busy show. Yes.
0: You know, before we get into your story and, and how you came in this space, you know, I guess what, let's, let's do a little bit of show takeaways. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have both had an opportunity to be on a, to present with you, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, in separate, in separate presentations, uh, which is exciting. And I, I totally appreciate the ask to, to be a part of that. That was great. Um, but I guess what's your biggest takeaway from the show this year? You know, I, this is my sixth VRMA international. So I, no well, maybe five, because I think we are skipped one because of COVID. Yeah. Um, what is your biggest takeaway?
2: You know, for me, this is just a big show. Like, it's big in every way. There's more attendees. Well, we're in Las Vegas, and the script right. is just gigantic. It's not human-sized. Yeah. Uh, but there's more attendees. It actually was sold out uh, for, like, the first time ever, I think. They stopped mm-hmm. issuing new tickets. The vendor booths are bigger. Yeah. The sessions are very well attended. Even, like... the you know, I did a kind of a throw it together session with Mateo at the beginning. And we had a lot of people there and a lot of engagement. We had a lot of people in our session yeah. too. Um, so I'm just feeling like it's just growth, like a lot of interest, a lot of really interesting property managers, a lot of really interesting vendors. Everyone here is, uh, it's just feeling like it's booming,
0: honestly. its I, I feel the same way. And, you know, this is we've been doing this a long time now. And to see, like, I love seeing A, the, you know the new the new people coming in and and seeing you know the exciting a products and projects they're doing and like the different tech that's coming in. But what's also interesting to, is to see the tech that hasn't made it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, look back three years at the last you know major show we we're at or whatever, and and there's a lots of new stuff coming into the space then mm-hmm. that isn't here today. Yes. you know, and and that's just the world we're in because some some things are going to stick. You know, some things are funded, some things are are should be funded something shouldn't have been funded yeah but it's it's exciting and you know with you it's exciting to see like on the pms side and uh you know who's who's making the steps and kind of cr- climbing that ladder and putting out a a new and interesting product and who have just kind of been well getting passed by
2: yeah yeah you know yeah i mean we we um you know with hostfully the story of hostfully is really like it's kind of about slow steps and one in front of the other and um, I feel like in this industry, in the market of, of COVID and travel and all these things that have happened over the past few years, I feel like there's like, you know, exploding fire bombs and we just kind of keep walking slowly and everyone's like, are you guys okay? And we're like, "Yep, yeah, we're good. You know, just keep walking. So for totally, really the journey has been like pretty slow and steady. This year we did expand the team a lot, uh, but in terms of our like thought process, how we want to build the company, we're just like, just doing the right thing next right. try not to honestly try not to pay too much attention to what else is going on in the market we're just trying to do what we think is the right thing and and that's that's might her first might fresh- or might not work i don't know but i am prepared to die trying so
0: <laughs> well we definitely didn't like you couldn't go to a show um and not miss you or your team yes it's you had, you had some wild ass shirts jackets
2: oh i should have brought a jacket yeah
0: I, I i saw um i saw some in insane hats yesterday yeah, yeah. You guys, you know, I, I love this little like,
2: you we're, know, we're shameless is what it is. Oh, I love it. I love it. But I think, you know, it comes with a certain amount of age and and um, and love. No, I think <laughs> you know, like, is that is I think love. so I think so, you know, like if you really love what you do and you love the yes. people you work for, you're like, sure, I'll wear a sandwich board, I'll wear a secret jacket, you know. Yeah. I'll get up and tell a joke even though I'm not a comedian in front of an audience. Like you just kind of let it go. Because yep. at this point, it's just like trying. I mean, as long as it's the right thing for our customers and their employees, I don't care what it is. I'll do whatever. I
1: think from a culture standpoint, the buy-in is there. Like I love, and, and I definitely want to get into you know your story and you as a leader in the space. But when you look at the, when you look at the team, there's no one like. Oh, I Can't believe she has this doing this. I don't, like everyone is enthusiastic. That yes, when I talk to them, they love it. They believe in it, and it like it, it just exudes from them this you're yeah. like i'm not wearing that in an accent. like there they, you don't no. get that not yeah. at
2: no no and uh, i think i think it's also because we there's like no one at hostly who's too cool for school you know like it's very yeah. much like hey you want to try something new go for it you want to you have this like wacky idea we want to hear it like right. you're you're not happy we want to hear that too right so like a lot of the culture of hostly is just being really open and authentic and transparent and we are I have to also say that that is a very hard way to run a business. Like it right. requires a little bit more um, in, in terms of like emotional wells to a draw from sometimes. And I spend a lot of time thinking about my own mental health and um, how, and, and obviously my employees' mental health. And I think that that's what translates to the customer experience. Because like we don't give anyone coaching on, on being enthusiastic. That's like, get, I never said that. But I have said like, hey, this is what we're trying to do. We have these creative ideas. We're going to give it a shot. What do you guys think? We don't like it. Okay, let's do something else. Right. We we actually went through several ideas on the way to this conference that got scrapped. One was about the environment. We were going to do like an anti-sway that kind of thing, which I think is actually kind of cool. It's not. It's uh,
0: not a bad idea. It's not a
2: bad idea. Yeah. Oh. We were also looking at doing you know like a thing where people can contribute to the environment. We just felt like it wouldn't show enough at the conference. Like it would be a good gesture, but it wouldn't have the same impression. And so then we were like, well, we could buy these jackets. And it's pretty low key. And it's not, there's not a big impact on the environment right, right. actually from those jackets. And so we were like trying to, we looked at, that was just two of the ideas, but we had like several different ideas about what we wanted to do. I, I love
0: it. The, uh, you know, to talk on the the environment thing a little bit in the sustainability in, in this space. Like, I think, you know, truly I, I talked to my wife a lot about, you know, she talks about like all these conferences and stuff I go to and how wasteful they are. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and like and how, like how, you know, when she's watching documentaries on like, on and how this can be better, yeah. And you know, shout out to not at this conference, but Book Direct Show uh, definitely took like the most, like biggest step forward in doing like a greener uh, show. You know, with um, and you know, everyone had their own water balls. There's water, you know, mm-hmm. stations. There's no, there was no cups. Like there's no, no sing- slingous slingous, yeah, no single yeah. classics and uh and my the biggest thing I thought was huge is you know we, we have all these these lanyards and these badges mm-hmm. and it's such a waste because I'm sick of taking them home. I just throw them away. Oh, you I have, have a collection. collection. No, I, no, I really do. Yeah. I, I know you do. I bet you I yeah. bet you do. Of course you have a collection.
2: But you but you know, the actual biggest impact conferences, which is a problem, and we have not figured out how to solve this, the flights. Oh, 100%. That is yeah. where we are really killing the environment. And it's so it's it is a tough thing to do. I mean, you could buy carbon offsets. The effectiveness of those sets is pretty questionable. So yeah, we we have a problem. But I think it's good that we say we have a problem, right? Like we need to
0: acknowledge. It's it. and yeah, it's like, that, do you
2: really need to fly someone in from Europe to come to the show? Maybe you can, they can go take a shorter flight. That's actually yeah. a really big impact. So
0: I think I think that. Everything. I definitely I definitely agree with that. This, yeah. this is real quick to wrap up the my thought before I forget. Sorry, no, you're fine. No, you're fine. The um, one of the well, the biggest impact I thought that the book direct show did, and it's a much smaller scale. Is they had just paper, paper badges, mm, just, it, just, just no, no, no. It was it was cardboard, but it was like th- th- yeah, like yeah. thinner cardboard, yeah. and they had a lanyard that you returned. Yes, you at could, the yeah, you, you, you they they encourage you to return, and they're yeah. reusing it next year yeah. for the next one. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's so brilliant because mine just end up in a in a hotel garbage can yeah. every time. Yeah. And if I was Matteo, then yeah, I have
2: a collection. Right? Yeah, but it's all and it's all supply chain stuff, right? 100 like, yeah, ordering it and shipping it and anyway. I mean, it's, it's a big issue. I, I I would love for us to improve that. Well, but I, I heard this podcast that was more about like founder stories and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to talk about that? Yeah, yeah.
1: John, John will let us. If John will let us, no, like so that is, and uh, we really want to get into it because the, I, I think your story is incredible because of like even with where I met you at. Yeah, it, I've from what I've witnessed, even from the time that yeah we've been able to spend together, what I continue to see you do as a leader in the space, uh, as a as a mom, as a wife, you and I, you know, I think we have a relationship just, and I love, you know I, we I, actually love,
2: hang out like because yeah. we have a friendship. It's different. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> this, is, this is this is my partner in crime for sure. And every time I go to San Francisco, I call her, to try and meet for lunch, yeah. for breakfast, and. I, it's, it's, this is what I love about this space and this industry. John, you and I, we have a, have a similar relationship, yeah. but I, I, I've never heard your full story, like your full story, how you got to this place, how you, how you came to be the founder, how you've, I, I've, I've seen the fight, we've talked about the fight, you've done so much, you've raised money, you are raising kids, you are a wife. Uh, you have a family, you love music. There's so much that makes you you. Um but how the hell did you get here? Where did you come from? In
2: well, you know, there are lots of people who are doing a lot of this. They' moms and dads. I mean you are like mega dad um and and you know, raising families and running companies and have a lot of interests. And I think, um for me personally, the reason why I'm kind of here, like CEO mostlyfully has to do with the fact that I got a. Pretty lucky early in my career um so I was at um I basically I was a hippie living in Boulder I was working in an architecture firm I was making like 28 thousand dollars a year okay. and loving life um dating a musician having a, a super fun time there and I started to try to apply to other jobs and I couldn't get them and because I was a I was like an office manager business kind of okay. manager at an architecture firm and people were like we don't know what to think of her just she just looks kind of like another secretary which is fine I get it. And then my dad's like, you need to go back to grad school. And I was like, for what? He's like, just go back and just get an degree," screen. I was like, okay, whatever. So I didn't know which school to go to. So I interviewed doctors, lawyers, at people who went to business school, I interviewed 10 of each. And the business school people were by far the happiest. They were like, I have so much flexibility and I can make all the money. And the doctors were miserable because they were all still in school. And the lawyers were miserable because none of them were doing what they set out to do in the beginning. They wanted to fight for justice, but they ended up at a law firm or, you know, doing like legal clerk stuff and they just weren't happy. So I was like, okay, business school it is. So I went to business school and all my friends were like, you're selling out. Are you going to become the man? And I was like, I guess I am, but like I'm going to still be me. Yeah. So I really took- more
0: the woman, not exactly. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And I, but I, t- I actually took that comment to heart. And and my my friend Mendel, who who said that to me, I thought, you know, I don't want to lose that part of myself. Like I want to try and keep it. So I went to business school. I was total oddball at business school. I was like the only one who had the background that I had. And then I interviewed and got a job at Apple, um, which was a lucky break in some ways. I worked hard and I did a good job, but I hated working there because Apple's a weird company. And I don't know how many of your listeners know, but it's just super secretive. So like, if you're working on this product over here and you're working on that product, like you will never be able to speak about either, the, product, either yeah. product to each other. Interesting. And it's frustrating as the entrepreneur because you can't ask questions. I can't be like, hey, John, what are you working on? And you're like, sorry, it's confidential. And that's how everything is at Apple. And I just didn't like it. So I was like, I got to leave. So after that, I went to this company called ServiceSource, and this is where I I got like just it was a bunch of things that happened that all just worked in my favor. I did a good job. I ended up getting promoted, and then I went and pitched myself to another leader in the company because I saw he was making more of an impact. And then he got promoted shortly after that. So I went from like being a senior manager to being vice president in three years I'm in a public you, wow. company. Okay, wow. Wow. and that is like really unusual. I also had a kid in the second. And I remember actually in the last promotion, sitting with the CEO in his office and he's like, So we want you to do this head marketing role. And I was like, I was thinking in my head, oh my there's no way. Like this is so stupid. I just had a baby. I'm like breastfeeding. I'm barely sleeping. Like right. so tired. We just got a no pair for the first time. I was like trying to figure out like my life, you know, like how it all works. And I remember just saying, like, just don't say anything, Marco. Don't screw it up. Just just say yes. Just say yes. And you'll figure it out later, which is like hospitality. Right? Right. <laughs> like and and I just didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do, honestly. And I took the job and I worked really hard for nine months. I actually brought my newborn to like a conference and had to run upstairs and pump all the time. Oh man. It was, like, it was brutal. It's real life. Yeah. Um, but people love babies and, you know, everyone wanted to hold a baby. It was pre-COVID so everyone couldn't hold a right. baby. It was fine. <laughs> um so, you know, I took that job and then I was like, just in this new phase, like I'd run marketing at a public company with a $5 million budget and a huge team. And I was like mid thirties and I just saw my career being like CMO of outsourcing companies, which was basically kind of what service source was. It was a managed services company. Okay. And um, I was like, I just don't think that's my thing. You know, wasn't like, in college. Yeah. It was, I was like, that's not going to make me happy in my life. So how do I. Figure out something different. So I was at the restaurant. We went to for lunch. The Brenda's at 3. It's so amazing. Good. New Orleans. food. So, um, so I was at the restaurant with my husband. And I was like, I just am not digging what I'm doing. And he's like, Yeah, you should just quit. I was like, are you serious? And he goes, yeah. Like, where do you have to lose? You know, you didn't take enough time off with the baby that you wanted to. You're tired. We're doing okay financially. Why don't you just take a break? So I did. Sure. And I, um, I was off for like three or four months. But for me, it's hard to not work. I like to work.
0: I yes, so, no, I I know that feeling. Like, yeah. I, I can't stay like stop working or thinking your brains things.
2: It's- yeah, I, I was like, what you know, I was sleeping and watching Netflix and doing yoga and going for walks and meeting with people, but then I was like, I really want to start working. So then I met my co-founder David. He, his uh his kids went to state preschool as mine. Okay, and he was iterating on this idea around his Airbnb and providing better hospitality, and we just kind of started there. And David um is an exceptional sales guy. I thought the idea was terrible. <laughs> terrible. When I him, I was like, I don't get this. I don't understand how you're going to make money. And actually, that product itself does make money, but not a ton of money. So I wasn't totally wrong. But this is a new industry for me. I, I don't think that's new anymore. I, I now I know more about it. But um, when was that though? When was definitely. when was
0: when did you meet David? And when did you you know decide to go ahead and, and start? And was it was it hostfully at that time?
2: It was uh, 2015. Okay. The original name of we had a placeholder name which was Guidebook without the O's. Which is a terrible name. Uh, But if you look us up under like the, you know, Delaware Incorporation, Articles of Incorporation Center guidebook without the O's. Um, So we had a placeholder name and we just we went to the Airbnb open. We went to two of them, one in 2016 and one in 2017. Uh, I think the 2016 one was in Paris with 2017 one was in Los Angeles. Okay. And um, and we just sort of started trying to figure this out. Like, could we do something? And really, David is. Know, has known this industry a lot more. So he was guiding us on like, you know, how to solve the needs of the customer. But my strength comes in into really listening and being more like of a product designer. So how do we, you know, construct a solution that would be meaningful for this customer? How do we go to market? You know, what's that look like? And the two of us have extremely complementary skills. Um, right. I'm like the big idea vision person. And he's like the follow up and like, you know, follow up through a person. I, I'm admittedly not very good at that. But you need that's, both. That's, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, we've been working together now for a long time. We were like brother and sister at this point, you know, our families know each other. We live less than a month of each other too. So it's nice.
0: That's cool. That's super cool. I love, I love this story. And I, I love that you, you realized that, to- that to- the-, the trajectory that you are on yeah. uh, wasn't correct for you. It wasn't yeah. correct for your family. It wasn't correct for, for where you were at that time in your life and you're and you had the uh, balls yeah, <laughs> lack exactly. of better to, to say you know what this isn't for me yeah this isn't you know I'm let's do something different and you took the time as hard as that was yes and I, I could I could definitely see if I if I had a you know a little yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to do it
1: <laughs> John's the guy when he's like oh I have downtime and then he's like so I'll only be around a couple of days next week because I'm completely getting the kitchen on the floor. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Downtime. But- yeah. yeah.
2: But but isn't that true though? Most I always, I have this adage, which is like if someone is thinking about making a change, it probably means that the change will always be good. Yeah. So like when they come to you, like if a friend comes to you and they're like, you know, I'm thinking about doing this new thing or leaving my job or you know, making a change, my relation, you know, my interpersonal relationships, whatever. Usually, they already need that, like the change they need to, they just need to be pushed to make that right. change. And rarely do people look back and say, I regret making the change. Right. Very, very rarely, at least hardly ever in my experience.
0: Yeah. No, I can't think of many, maybe one or two instances of like, you know, prior people I've, I've had conversations with or, you know, re- relationships with that have regretted a, a change they've made, but definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I think.
2: I think there's a strong psychological bias that we have, which is around safety and security and like knowability or whatever you want to call it, which is to say like I'm comfortable. I know either the devil, you know, is better than the devil you don't. right? Yep. But I think that like that's that's a terrible saying, because actually the thing that you're going to is like 99 percent of the time is better than what you're at. right now. So you can't really compare them. They're not. Devil to devil, right? It's definitely not. Else. Right. <laughs> so we d- we just have a bias against change as humans. Yeah, not- right.
0: definitely. Yeah. The so hostfully you your are what it was when you first get started. Obviously, it's been all you know constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. You know, there. You know, we we alluded earlier to you know tech that comes and fails and doesn't make it. You know, where where do you see that hostfully like there's strong suits for for your software where you provide. And then how is that, you know, you keep making, you know, for, you know, more and more strides and you're, ga- and you're grabbing, you know, a, you know, an adequate market share or tell me if you are, you know, I, I I see you scaling. Yeah. I see, you know, your, your market share grab. It's, it's, it's nice to see.
2: Yeah. It's fun. I, I think the, the thing that it comes down to, and I actually think I don't do the best job of this, but I'm getting better at it. It's being really focused and really intentional about what you're doing. So if you want, like, like with our product, We knew we wanted a platform product. We wanted to build a platform product. We wanted one that was like open, you know, as open API driven as it can be. And this has actually been a big differentiator from a lot of companies that have not done well. By the way, I think that that high high degree of success is correlated with whether the platform is open. There's other companies that are doing that with Hostfully, um, which is great. Um, So, so but we were very intentional about that, and we do that all over the company. So, like when we hire, like. Right now, I'm talking to like four candidates who are amazing people. Okay, right, but none of them are exactly perfect for the job that we want, and I will not pull the trigger on on hiring them or on building the feature until I know exactly that that is what we want. Like, right, and and it's it's um you have to say no a lot. And you have to, it's like, you either, well, I think about it. I don't, like some people just think about it as just saying no all the time. But I actually think about it as saying like, yes to the thing that you're focused on. Right. And it's about that intentionality of also making a change, right? So like when I decided that I wanted to be a founder of a company, I actually didn't care about being a CEO, but I did want to be a founder because I wanted to influence culture. That's what I care about. And that's still right. what I care about today. I'm like, I want to be the one who influences culture. Right. I want to be the one who says, you should take a vacation. You should take paternity leave. You should take maternity leave. You should take a day off when you're when you're um, having you know, your parents are having a hard time. We actually yeah. have a person who could come to this conference because their dad's sick. Yeah, like, you should be home taking care of your family. So that is culture of hostfully, and I am very very focused on that. And and I don't like I don't give it all. I'm very as you guys know I'm like very open. I like love people and I love ideas and I love talking about things. But on the things that I really care about, I don't give it all. So I would encourage like listeners to find the things that they really really care about. And like, don't sacrifice right. because life's too short. We don't have that much time here.
0: Yeah. I was so, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, get
2: done what you want to get done.
0: <laughs> you know, at the, at the end of the day, it's, this is still just, you know, you know, we're driven by work. We're driven by founding products and and projects and, and doing different things. But at the end of the day, it's just, it, it still comes down to it. It's just what we do to make money. Yes. You know what I mean? Ultimately, you know, families and everything else are, are by far the most important yeah. relationships are by far the most important. Yes. I, I fully wholeheartedly believe that like, like work is a huge part of my identity and not mm-hmm. everyone does does that. And, and like, like in my spare time, I like working Yes, and not, not everyone drives like my, my wife is not that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's cool. That's and that's why we work yeah. well together. And, uh, but but to each his own. Like 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 find out what drives you, yeah. and, and and keep going that direction.
2: Yeah. And I I mean I also like I I love being a mom. Being a mom is my favorite yeah. job, and I will do my mommy as much as I can. But I also know that I'm a better mom when I work. Right. And and that's yeah. also just like a personal choice. Everybody needs to make. But just knowing yourself and like knowing, yeah, just like figuring out your own kind of center point. I think is really important.
1: So. That's an interest. I think that's interesting because this goes into this question. I've been thinking I trying to ask this and not in like the, this dramatic, boring way, but like, what are your why's that have built your leadership style? Like mm. how, how it, I've heard so many different pieces mm-hmm. of in knowing you of the things that come together and I feel like they make you new. But one of the things like I want to know your why and how it comes off so. It's, it, it comes off very deliberate, very intentional um, in the things mm-hmm. that you do, but I, I know it's not always that way. And then, yeah. you know, but lots of different things influence that, but, um, that's always my question. Like, how, how did you get to this? Cause it's an outlier. Now I, I've seen you as a leader. I look up to and admire. There's a lot of leaders and a lot of people in the space that I don't, and, and it's not a bad, it's not like I don't like them, but I just, you know, I Thank don't. You. I don't necessarily think that, you know, yeah. I think leadership, like leadership's verb, right? Like it's yeah, the action. Do I do? That's right. And I, I think it's when you see it done right, yeah. it speaks for itself.
2: Well, I truly believe that everybody is a leader. Like I really do believe that. And I believe that like I I uh, for, for the people who I work with and my friends, they'll tell you that I'm like the first like relinquish my leadership. Or control over the situation, like I totally find like going along with flow. Like even okay. last time we were trying to figure out what's doing, and people were like, "I want to do this," so "I want to do that." and I'm like, honestly, I'm just dumb for whatever. Like, let's just do this. Like, I I do not. I think I don't have a sense for one needing to be in control, and I think that actually gives me an advantage. The second thing is that I I do spend a lot of time thinking about how other people feel. I'm mean, the classic like put yourself in the other person's shoes. Where are they coming from? How are they feeling? What would be important to them? when I'm thinking about how I interact with the people, my team, even you, like even friends, I'll be like, where are they coming from? Like, how's Mateo's family? He's in town. Like I want to, you know, he's in town for a difficult thing. Right. Like what, what's that going to feel like he's coming from the city to meet me. Like I'm really thinking about like the other person in a, in a totally like generous way. And I, I just truly, I don't really, I don't try to get out. I don't try to sell or like, Right. Uh, Lean into that. Um, I think the other thing that I learned early on, there were a couple key moments, and it's so funny. Like they come up in these weird ways. But we were at this conference with Service Source, the company I was with. And um, there was a guy who was drawing caricatures, and it was like, let's draw you at your best, John. And he would interview the other people on your team and be like, what's John like when he's just like on fire, you know? And then it was like, what's John like at his worst? Oh no! Kidding. And like, what you know? What are the things that get in your way? And for me, the drawing was Margot at her best. is like a ninja, like so capable, and people want to watch you. And like, they they want you to be, they want you to lead. And then the the person at my worst was the scream. You know the, you know like the first. Yes. Oh, yeah, right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, yeah. That painting. Um, and they basically said like, when you let your anxiety or your like worries get in the way, then you can also devastate a project. So it's like, right. it, it's, it's finer. It either goes like up or down. You know what I mean? It's drizzling it's, it's you let that get yeah, like, in the way. The, yeah, it's like the more you can stay in that calm, collected, cool energy, like people are going to want to listen to you. And I took it to heart, like really took it to heart. Also, it's great to have a drive. I'm a very visual person. <laughs> I, I kind of want us all to do this actually.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm like, like, I'm interested. In here. Here.
2: Yeah, I, we should do yeah, I'm also oh
0: my say, gosh. There you go. You're not have a character. And so but, yeah, like
2: like a self coaching kind of thing. Anyway, I yeah, we should totally do that. Um, so we did that, and I took it to heart. And I thought, okay, so if I can just be calm and just like make the dis- best decisions that I can, I could be in that ninja mode all the time. Right. Like, oh my gosh, if I'm in that, like if I'm in the ninja mode only thirty percent of the time now, what if I was in it sixty percent of the time or ninety percent of the time? Right? Like my life would be effing amazing, you know? Because right. <laughs> I I'd, I'd just be happy and I'd feel good. So a lot of it is just managing my own mental health. And when I'm feeling anxious, like I do, I mean, we all feel anxious when we're about to present or when we have to make a difficult decision or make hard trade-offs, like it's anxiety producing. And so a lot of what I do is like, I will find what it is that will make me feel good, whether it's sleeping more, which is a big one for me, going for a run, listening to music, singing for me is like a big cathartic thing that feels really good. Um, So I spend a lot of time like managing my own mental health. And I think like, the leadership style is just a byproduct of mental health. So a lot, a lot can be
0: learned. A lot can be learned from this. I think that there's a, you know, I love that you said, every one of us are leaders. And if, if people would actually think of themselves as leaders, Mm -hmm. you know, more and as opposed to just, you know, part of something, you know, that, that they're just, you know, like a cog Mm -hmm. and, and actually lead and then take this kind of stuff to heart. I feel that overall, like, you know, we'll see leaps and bounds in, yes. in, in, and i have to say this industry because just in anything mm-hmm. in general, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so it's, 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 we, I love your how you lead and, and what you bring to this industry is refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um And we, we appreciate this a lot. And yeah, great I company. mean,
2: just imagine if we all could be operating at our highest potential, like how much better our lives would be together. Right. That's kind of yeah. where I'm coming from. And I, I'm not, I actually am not a growth person. I'm more of an efficiency person, like at heart. Yeah. And I'm always like, there's so many really smart people here. And, and, and we do, we don't do things. Like we don't just state the problem that we have. Like even with the environment, like, just say, just say it out loud. You're smart. I'm smart. You're smart. We we all have great ideas. Like if right. we're able to like operate at a higher level and really share those ideas and feel confident that we're just gonna have a better working environment, whether it's inside the company or outside the company with our customers, whatever. So I, I just, I like again like life is too short not to live a a joyful
0: um life like that love it i uh before we get out of here i want to make sure that like we know what's new for hostfully like we know you know what's new for you i know it's 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 we've come to the end uh, end of conference season for us most of us aren't going to be traveling for a while Um, but we there's lots of uh there's lots of follow-up q4 is very busy we're going to be uh all of us working our asses off to make yes. sure that, that we get to where we need to be by the end of the year. But what's, exactly. what's new for hostfully? Where, what's on the horizon?
2: Well, um, we, I will say this now, it's a little early, but we uh, we're launching our mobile app. It actually is live on Google, um, Google store as of yesterday. Oh, congratulations. It's congratulations. Uh, in the app store review, but we'll get through it. We just had one minor hiccup and, yeah, yeah. and I'll make the adjustment. Um, and our tagline is hostfully makes you happy.
0: Nice. Nice. There you go. <laughs>
2: Which I really love. Shout out to Brad on our team. Yeah, that you Uh So we're having, a, we have a mobile app. It's really powerful. It, it lets you manage all of your stuff on the go. It has all hostfully is really awesome uh, and powerful like distribution um, and calendar, essential calendar functionality nice. on it. Um, so anyway, that's like a really big thing for hostfully. And it's, so beautiful like i'm just really excited to bring it
0: i really in. i can't wait to demo it like because yeah. you know it's truly you know me coming from the pms world before i came over to hopper yeah like it's what most software sucks at like yeah. most of our property manager software their mobile app like application is horrible yeah and i can i try to like i'm like all right how about put myself in the shoes of a property manager that are trying to go ahead and get this stuff done mm-hmm. you can't no. You can't. And so like I'm I'm really excited. Can I get a demo soon? Like oh, I, oh
2: absolutely. And it, it, like it's actually in it's been a private beta with a few customers and universally they've been happy with it. We actually slowed down the release because it wasn't working great for the larger sale property managers, but then we made a bunch of improvements and it right. works really well. So that is huge. And it's just a really fun new shiny object for us, honestly. Right. Uh, uh, that's new. Um, you know, we've we've really have leaned into our partner status with Airbnb, Booking.com, and Verbo because that's one of the places, that's one of the reasons why companies come to us, right? They yeah. want really good distribution capabilities. And um, we're working closely with all those companies to, like, facilitate the best interaction that the property manager can have, whether it's, like, you know, adding all the amenities and, like, improving your search results and just having, like, there's, you know, different the different channels call it different things, but basically like how fast we are at responding to the data calls in there. And we are killing it with all three Um, And like, we're, we're in the, we're in the like time of year where, you know, everyone's kind of hustling to like get the, the last, the the rest of the year done, but actually we've already done that with the channel, with those partners. And so like now we're in the bonus period, which has been really fun. And and actually, we've been seeing like our comparative data um, against other pMS companies with some of those they like blind all the data. but we could see that our growth is is actually outpacing almost everybody else in the industry. Um so it's really cool. So that's really fun. And I think for for property managers in this space, like that's something that is um, it's it's really hard to learn as a property manager how poor that is until shit breaks. Right. right, right <laughs> so, yeah. so like, that's, that's yeah. the big thing for us. Uh, we also have expanded our team a lot. We grew from 30 to around 80 people. Wow. Yeah. So we've got a, a big team. But like you said, they're just all so enthusiastic and passionate and working together. So it's been really amazing.
0: And they look good yeah. in Peacock, Uh, you know, taller students. They 15, yeah. yes. yeah.
2: 15
1: languages. Yes. Yeah.
2: languages. Yes. Good coverage.
1: It's insane. Yeah.
0: yeah. Margot, thank you so much for joining us. This has thank been a real treat. Um, you know, we squeezed it in. We made it happen. Yeah. And uh, we really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank Don't you. have to come cool. back.
2: I know. I'll do it again. And I'm glad I'm here. a person way more. Yeah. I'm glad to get
0: David again. Yeah, exactly. Nice yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thanks again. Thank
2: you.